Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everyone. So, we kind of brought back the main topic last week, and we're going to continue this week with the main topic. And this week, it's going to be, what is the most comic book accurate, maybe character, maybe movie, that we've seen so far from either DC, Marvel, Fox, Sony what have you because there's been a lot of comic book movies in the last i would say going back to probably the first one that we're going to probably broach is superman the movie in the 70s and then you go on so what is that like almost like 50 years that we're looking at wow yeah comic book movies um but we're gonna you're right no 40 still 40 years is (laughs) a long time but we're not going to do it all in one night, you know, but I, I thought it would be kind of fun because there's there's a lot on our list. Uh, I was going to, you know, are we going to go over any news? I don't think I, I don't think I have much news, actually. Um, no, I didn't write it down any news, but I did send you guys the trailer for the new Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. Did you guys watch that? Yes, I, I'm so glad. Kane has a blue face. Yes. I, I was so proud of myself. I watched it before you even sent the trailer. Oh, very good. I already, I already watched it twice. Oh, oh, becoming cool. a good student. I <laughs> as well. I saw it myself and I was very psyched because I, I, I was hoping they weren't going to do like with Jeff Goldblum as the game master. How, you know, mm. instead of making him all blue, he only had a little beard, you know. And was it even a beard or was it, it was just like drawn on. So I I was glad to see Kang looked like Kang. Yeah. And I kind of uh, mentioned this with you guys. I I don't know. Maybe I didn't mention it. Maybe I mentioned it to somebody else. I'm just afraid after watching these trailers and seeing Kang, it's going to be another BS Marvel movie where they never have their masks on, you know, They'll probably put them on maybe for a couple of minutes, but they're going to be running around all in the quantumanium, you know, so that you can see the stars, pretty faces. I want to see Ant-Man with his damn helmet on the whole friggin' time. I want to see Kang as blue as can be. I don't want to see him revert back to his human form. There's no reason for him to have a human form. Anyway, (laughs) well, again, I, all right, well, let's go over the history of Kang, Jack. So you're saying he is human? I really don't know much about him. He I've is seen, human. He, he's, I, he's, he's from the future, and he's basically bored. Why is he blue, then? It, it's it's a mask. Oh, it's a mask? Yeah. See, yeah, this is where I don't know anything about the character. No, it's just whatever kind of mask thing they wear from the future, you know, but he's not blue. He's a regular guy. Okay. <laughs> In fact, when he first showed up, you know, he was uh, pretending to be a pharaoh in Egypt. Well, Jack, I think they were, I was, you know, watching a little commentary just to be a little nerdy, even more nerdy. <laughs> um, they were saying that, yes, the blue part is is the mask, but also like his eyes turn blue. And that's from like this quantum energy that he's, using like as a as a form of a weapon but it's also like 
energizing the whole his whole universe. That's the MCU. Um, okay, yeah, that's not the comic book side. In the comic book, he was he was a guy in the future who was bored because you know living in utopia. Well, is it, so it's similar to what we saw in Loki, in a way. Um, kinda. Well, he is from yes. the future. Yeah, he yeah, is, it looks. He is from the oh, future, God. but I think they've gone that the guy that we saw in Loki isn't the same guy we're seeing in Quantum Mania. Well, there's there's there are different versions of him, right? Yeah. And, so he he had said in Loki that the next version of me might not be as nice as I am. Right. Right. I think they're implying that for Avengers Dynasty, maybe. Wait, is Avengers? Oh, Kang's. Was, is that what it's called? Yeah. I'm again. We've been off for a while. I've had COVID. Is it, it Kang's Dynasty? Is that what it's called? No, Avengers. That- I know, but is that what it's, it's, it's subtitled Kang's, well, the, the second one is the Secret Wars, but what, what is, uh, do you know, Jack, what it's called? Or check it out, Fedra. Uh, okay. Avengers. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, I mean, that's just what they're calling it. I mean. Is it called Kang's Dynasty? Or, I believe know? it's the Kang Dynasty, and that leads into Secret Wars. Okay. All right. Which will probably be nothing like we've seen in the comics of Secret Wars and who knows. Come back, Fedra. Um, yeah, she's on her phone, so I guess there she is. Difficulty. Yeah, yeah so, I'm here. Sorry, I sent you wait, Fedra. No, no worries. I keep forgetting you're not yeah, on your computer. I mean, it, it it was exciting to to see it. I mean, because I, you know. When seeing the Ant Man films, they were just very creative. They were different, so I'm I'm definitely psyched to see it. Uh, I think I definitely I'm going to go see it in theaters because there were certain parts of the trailer that I do want to see on the big screen. They were showing like this fight where there's like multiple Ant Man, and it was like making into this big pile mountain, and then also Wasp was like different multiple wasps, you know, coming in to save him. And, and then there's like all this, um, uh, there's this, I think, moment where uh, I think her name's Jane. Well, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, actress. Uh, she's like writing this thing in the, in the universe. So there's just certain clips that I would love to see on the big screen just to see how good these effects are. So I, I think I'm definitely going to go see it <laughs> for sure. Um, the fight looks pretty good between the two of them and it's sort of implying like maybe Ant-Man's going to sacrifice himself, but I don't necessarily believe that maybe it's going to be that version. And then we're going to go back into the multiverse and maybe we're going to see him like in phase five with the Avengers. Um, But it already like from what it sounds like that there will be another version of Kang. Like it just, seems that way to me yeah he's gonna and, be around for a while and he, then this this one commentary i saw just to chime into what you said about loki the design <laughs> of the the city is similar to the tsa uh area from the loki series so i thought that was cool too because it does look similar which again i was not a fan of loki uh i will say i couldn't be less interested in this movie 
Um, and it has nothing to do with the fact that Phase Four sucked. I just have never been a fan of Ant Man and the Wasp in the comic books. The movies were okay; they were lighthearted, um, but they weren't anything groundbreaking for me. I always say I don't think Ant Man deserved a. I don't even think it deserved a sequel, but for it to get a third one, I think is insane. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go see it. Hopefully, I'll enjoy it. Hopefully, it'll prove me wrong. Hopefully, Phase. Five will start off with a bang, but I don't know. I'm hoping phase five gets back on track. Well, that's why I think, again, I think that they realized that I thought Black Panther wasn't very good. And I think that's why they switched places because Ant-Man was supposed to come out this year where where Black Panther came out. And then it would have made more sense, I think, if Black Panther would have came out in like february during black history month and then also you know but i think they're releasing it on disney plus in february but february 1st but the first black panther came out in february i'm pretty sure um and that they were trying to push that so i think that i think they were trying to do some creative switching you know like where they kind of felt like phase four is a mess let's just end it we don't we can't start phase five with a crappy movie so ant-man is less crappier than black panther so let's just switch them you know and i could be wrong nah, but then again there's a lot of people who love black panther too oh yeah, it's making money you know but you know i mean i i don't think it's a matter of uh let's let's put the let's dump the worst movie the worst of the two <laughs> up front. Well, no, that's. I, I don't think uh, that's the case. I, I said I, I could think, be wrong. Well, I, I don't know. I haven't seen Black Panther, Wakanda Forever yet. I'll see it when it's free. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I want to hear your opinion on it. You know, uh, from what I've seen of it, I wasn't overly <laughs> impressed, and you yeah. know, but the Ant Man movies, I enjoyed both Ant Man movies. A lot. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, plus, we get to see like <laughs> Modoc. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't stand that character. I never liked him in the comics. Thought he was—he's got to be one of the dumbest. That's probably something that we're going to do soon. The stupidest. He's one of the weirdest kind of things going. But what is he—is he an yeah, Ant-Man? Jack, what is he? Yeah, I mean, he looks like a robot to me, like a giant one. He's a bioengineered organism. Um, do you know what Modoc he's basically for? a giant head <laughs> with like a little body? No, I'm saying, do you know what the what Modoc stands for? Uh, no, no, no well, motor- I thought- uh, motorized organism designed only, only for killing, <laughs> only for or something crapping. like that, like something really weird. It's an he, acronym, he's just a stupid. Villain, I can't stand him. Anytime I would see a comic book with him in it, I just wouldn't buy it. Oh my god! But was it? I re- I saw. I remember reading him in in the Incredible Hulk. He was in one of his issues. Who is he a villain of? He's not an, a villain of Ant Man, is he? Um, no, he's sort of. He was always around. You know how you always had. They've kind of in the MCU. They've kind of merged. Hydra and uh, another group called AIM. Remember those guys in the yellow suits? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
AIM is basically a group of mad scientists who come up with crazy things to try to take over the world. And they create MODOK as like a living computer. Of course, you know, he's created by evil geniuses. So he turns out to be evil himself. And he ends up taking over AIM at different times and stuff. But in the MCU, instead of making Hydra, Hydra, they, they termed it as what, like the science division of the Nazis, mm. you know, so they kind of mixed Hydra and AIM together. So uh, I don't know if we'll just see AIM or will they continue with Hydra as the science division? You know, I, I don't know, but I think it used to be Captain America that AIM showed up a lot in. Because there are all those secret society things, and Captain America has a thing for going against them, those type well, of groups. I am sure they're going to make his character comical. You know, I I don't know. They might make him just like into this mm. killer drone. Or well, no, he will what? be, but, might, but you'll, you'll be laughing at him. You know, you, like he'll you know either what? say something stupid or something uh, weird sounding, or. They're showing him, but he may be uh, like a throwaway villain, you know, like in the in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That big blob thing at the beginning was supposed to be this like super scary villain uh, in the comics. Yeah, and he was a throwaway monster. They fought him, took care of him pretty easily, and he was gone. Maybe Modoc is going to be the same thing where he shows up, everybody's scared of him, they defeat him, and then they kind of move on to okay, Kang, we stopped your you know evil drone. Uh now it's your turn. So who knows? Well, there was a Modoc series on uh Hulu not too long ago. I think, oh, I think that year. was played for laughs anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Mark Hamill did the voice of Modoc. Uh, I didn't bother seeing it because again, I can't stand Modoc. I thought it was Pat Oswalt who was supposed to. Be. It, it might have been him, but I, I, I thought it was. But now he's but now Pat Oswalt's Pip the Troll. Yeah, another uh, you, character you I never right. liked. But yeah, it's, again, there's so many we can talk about one day. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Hopefully, it's good. I hope um, so. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed the first two. I'm looking forward to the third one. So I did want to bring, there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Uh, first, I haven't watched The Bad Batch. Fedra, I have a feeling you haven't watched The Bad Batch. Did you even watch the, any of the first season of The Bad Batch, Fedra? No, I've had no time. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I, halfway through, I just gave up on it. It wasn't a bad show. I just, I think there was too many things I was watching, and I just started to lose interest in it. But Jack watched it all the way through, and now season two has started Season two has started. Um, I have to say, season two looks better than season one. Um, Similar to how we saw things take a leap forward with Tales of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, Season two has taken a leap forward from season one. Um, The show, the backgrounds look a lot better. You know, the environment looks better. 
the clones themselves have been upgraded a little. Like you, they still are them, but they, I think they just look a bit better. They look a they little look bit better. more realistic. They don't look as um, blocky. Oh, that's good. You know how they seem to like all yeah. the clones and the Clone Wars. Every character kind of had like a very edged edged features. Uh, this everything is more rounded. They look more realistic. Um, well, I think with Star Wars animation, I think the people that do the backgrounds and the ships they need to get raises. The people that do the faces for the characters they need to be fired. You know, because <laughs> we've been going since the Clone Wars. We've seen them look like this. They're not very good looking. It ruins the whole. Well, not necessarily all of it, but it could. It could look so much better and. I think I would even enjoy the Clone Wars more if it looked better. It's just the animation. Well, it's gotten better weird. in the last ten. It has, but it, years. Yeah, but it's it's evolved. It, it hasn't changed. Or do you? What would you call it? Maybe is it evolution? Where some, something bad gets a little bit better looking, but it still has its original origins in there. So they still look blocky. Their noses look weird. Their beards look weird. You, you, I don't like them. I just wish okay. that, that I'm sorry. That's your prerogative. I, it's, I always looked at it as like, this is the style that they're going with. This is their animation style. And uh, Clone Wars, I had a very tough time getting used to it. Uh, just, just the way they all looked. But I do think that... Uh, they have gotten better here for the Bad Batch. Okay. Well, I haven't seen any episodes, but you recommend it, so I will see it. So how many episodes have you seen? Two or three? I've seen three episodes. Oh, cool. All right. Um, and, I, you know, I'm kind of liking it because also the kid isn't too annoying. I was always worried that she was just going to be like a, a drag on everything. And she isn't, you know... Uh, she's actually motivating the clones to do better because they're like, you know, this isn't the right kind of life for, you know, raising a kid. We, we need to we need to do better. We need to make things better for her. And I mean, there's a genuine. Affection, kindness that they have towards her. So, and like I said, and she cares about them, but you know, she's a kid. She's not uh, Leah from Obi-Wan. Oh, that's good. She's a kid. She messes up. She gets freaked out. Um, she, she did that in the first season too at times. Yeah, but I mean, she, she's more of a kid than Leah was in Obi-Wan, mm. which, you know, they'll have some fun with where she gets into trouble. You know, because she's a kid, not because, you know, she thinks she's smarter than everybody else in the room. So I like that aspect with it. Um, this third episode focuses on the sniper character who yeah. left the group that they thought he his chip was still functioning, that he was following the orders and everything. And that's just his personality. But this picks up where here it is he tried to do the right thing by imperial standards 
but because he's a clone, it's held against him. And, you know, it, he's really by himself because the guys that he was close with, he left them to serve the empire. And honestly, he's there and he knows the empire doesn't give a darn about him. So there comes a point where I'm not sure uh, that the one guy that was actually standing by him, um, I have a suspicion that he killed him because he thought he was going against imperial orders. Um, but we'll see that, that how that plays out. But yeah, I kind of it was well, actually what, what, pretty good. Are you saying a member of the Bad Batch? No, no. I forget so, who someone they him. brought back from uh, the prequel movies. All right, well that's good. I, I'm glad I was going to mention that if he's so good of a sniper, he's got to kill one of them this season because he didn't kill any of them last season. I, like again, if, if Disney and Star Wars wants to win me back. Start writing better stories and start getting us excited to watch. Although they, they flat out had somebody murdered in this episode. No, I'm talking about one of the members of the Bad Batch because he doesn't like them. And what is it? There are five of them right now of the Bad uh, Batch? Yeah, I think so. He was the fifth. But then no, the no, little wait, girl. Wait. There were five of them. There were five of them. And then they rec rescued Echo, who's yeah, so like the well, anyway, guy. We'll just say and crosshair we'll, left. Well rounded to five. Okay, right? let's say five. We'll we'll throw the there's we'll five in the kid. Yeah. He's got to kill one of them. If you want me to keep watching, show me Disney that you're willing to take a risk and you're willing to shock people. You know, don't give me this crap that nobody dies that are the good guys. You know, um, there has to be you know, some sort of sacrifice, some something that that feels real, and I just don't feel it with most of their shows. I would love to see one of them die, and you know who I would love to see die. Uh, what is his name? I forgot. I haven't seen it in a while. Cronk. <laughs> I know it's not Cronk. Uh, Ripa. The strong is it, man. Is it Ripa? <laughs> Ripa. I, I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind if he he bit the bullet. Plus, he's so big. How could you miss him? I don't well, anyway, maybe maybe Crossfire he he he's mad at them, but he's not quite at that stage to kill them yet. Yeah, I don't know. I just like to see people. Uh, <laughs> that's. But I, I, I say, Joe, give it a try. I will. I will. I like promise. I just and like I said, it looks a lot better than it used to. Like oh, from the first episode, from the first episode of the season, it started. I'm like, whoa, this is you know, this looks, this looks pretty good, you know. So. Yeah, Fetty, and, did you uh, see they're all a little bit more tanned now. I don't know. I yeah, read we, something going on with that. That's it. That was annoying. It was like three people complained that they were too white looking, and then Disney freaked out about being canceled, so they had to make them darker. You know, and again, like these were clones that were like defective clones. I mean, they had good attributes, but they weren't perfect clones. So that's why they were in a group. So, right. yeah, of course, they're, they're going to look different from the original clones. But it's just, again, people love to complain. About and Disney something. loves to bow to them, you know, which annoys the hell out of me. 
I, you know, if I was Disney, again, if I was the CEO of Disney, I would say to those that are complaining about the color of the skin of the clones in the Bad Batch, shut up. That's all I would just say. Shut up. We're not uh, listening. We're king to you. of the jungle. Yeah. Try to cancel us. Go ahead. And I meant to ask you, Frederick, did you watch Tales of the Jedi? Um, no, not yet. That's still on my list, too. <laughs> I know. It's a big list. Uh, I know you, you're very busy. You know, you were in the middle of a move and all that stuff. But that is a good Star Wars show to watch. So That I was much be- better than I thought it was going to be. And it's gorgeous. It is very gorgeous. I might revisit that again. Um, Fedra, have you seen anything or been up to anything? Um, <laughs> besides okay. besides the move, um, I actually only saw like an action mystery movie that was on Netflix. So it's not really pertained to Disney or Marvel. I'm sure you guys heard of it. It was the Glass Onion. Okay, from that's the, cool. I didn't from the Knives that. Out. Oh, history. that's the, sec- the sequel to Knives uh, Out. Oh, was that any Yeah. Good? Oh, it was great. I, I really liked it. Um, there's uh, there's still a lot of agenda in there. Um, but I I personally thought Edward Norton was great. He was hilarious. Oh, um, okay. I can't. He, he plays the rich billionaire. Um I can't remember her last name, but Janelle is like the the main star in there. And um, I love her. She's a very uh, great singer, songwriter, made her own record label. Um, she's very known, actually, for her fashion. So she definitely makes that statement in like every piece of it. Um, I can't remember the the guy who's uh, who plays the detective. Uh, Daniel Craig. Yes, he's in the James Bond films, and he was great. Um, you know how I love to do my southern twang? Well, he did the same thing. He had a more Georgia, you know, more Georgia oh, wait sounding. <laughs> wait, did you see Knives Out? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. he, had, yeah, that but he had the southern drawl. Yeah, he had the southern drawl in there, too. Nah, this one was heavier. If you like, if I could compare, I think he, I think he, because I know that he really studied it, so I don't know. He must took it up a notch because in this one is really like heavy and then even janelle she did a whole alabama kind of southern thing too so it, it was really great to see that mm. to the two of them <laughs> was he like a uh, foghorn leghorn yes kind of boy yeah, i say boy <laughs> yeah he he was well, i say i say uh i gotta yeah, get certain- that little chicken hawk around here Cer- certain words he definitely was emphasizing that but it, it it was you know it was a mystery it i i'm really good at that stuff because i grew up on thrillers and detectives i always wanted to find out who the heck it was so i i kind of knew already more than half of oh, the film good. but it's visually great great action scenes i mean kate hudson's <laughs> in it i love kate hudson um that big dude uh, Batista, he's in it from Guardians. That's right. He, yeah. he was great. Um, so really, really good cast. Um, you know, again, I wish they didn't play out so much agendas in it, but I kind of like the twist in it. It was more kind of like uh, that film, um, uh, Don't Look Up, or is it? Well, no, I think that that guy, yeah, he wrote one 
film that was called, uh, was it called Up? Oh, no, it wasn't called Up. See, I'm, but I know who you're talking about. Jordan Peele? Yeah. What were the movies that he made? Uh, the last one, no, one was called Nope. And the other one, one was, was called nope. Us. The other one was Get Us. Out. Get Out. That's it. So you're oh, saying. That was creepy. No, yeah. I was, I was referring to that film. Um, it's about the it's about making fun of the scientists and the end of the world oh and I, I, okay and i'm all sorry that. so yeah. it was just that kind of humor like they're putting in these narratives with really yeah. great humor you know because there's a there's an instagram influencer there's a model there's like a right-wing youtuber in here i mean you know what i mean it's like they're all like okay i see what you're doing is real cute go ahead like it it, it didn't you know, upset me. It was more like, okay, this is uh, unique, and that's what I appreciated with that. So definitely a film to to check out. If you know, I just kind of put it on and and watched it over the holidays. And you know, of course, I know sadly you didn't like it, but I loved Violent Night. Yeah, I totally I watched, watched it again with like Julian. It. it was great. <laughs> <gasps> Except for the barn scene. Like, I, I couldn't watch the barn scene again. I just walked out. <laughs> Santa Claus would never be like that. I'm sorry. First of all, he wouldn't yeah, be. He would. No, he would not. He wouldn't be an alcoholic. And if he was an alcoholic, if he did drink a lot, he wouldn't be throwing up. You know, he would be somebody that would have to consume a ton of alcohol, even to feel a little tipsy. You know, I, I didn't like him. And I didn't like you him. Don't, he travels around the world. Of course. You don't think he would defend? You don't think he would defend a, a little girl that's being held hostage? Well, yeah, I mean, he might, but I don't think he did. It, it was just a diehard ripoff. It was diehard, had a baby with Home Alone, and oh then they put Santa God. Claus in there. You are overthinking that movie, and that's why you probably didn't like it. It's just an insane movie to watch. Yeah, it was dumb. Turn your mind I, off and I, just enjoy I, the insanity. I agree, Jack. He can't do it. He can't. I know. I'll go to the World War. It's, I want to tell you some movies I saw where I did turn my mind off and I did. All right. Okay. So go I revisited I revisited The Dark Knight Rises. I haven't seen that in a while. And I actually enjoyed it a lot more this time around. It's not bad. And I accepted the fact as I was watching it, you know, I reminded myself this isn't Batman from the comics. This isn't Bane or Catwoman from the comics. This is just a reimagining. You know, similar to Joker and I guess some other stuff, but it's like, don't try to say, well, Bane needs to speak in, you know, a Latin accent or something like that. Don't let that ruin the movie for you or that uh, some of the stupid things that Batman did. So I yes. did. Gosh, <laughs> Joe. That's let a it get to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm the sorry. fact that Bane talked like that. I, I did. Yeah, it was it was iconic. I will say that. But I would rather him. I was a huge fan of Bane in the comic books. I loved him. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to get into that. My problem with the movie is it's too long. Like they could have trimmed at least a half an hour out of that. And where they could have trimmed. And it's I love like 90 minutes Are you out of your mind. The Dark Knight Rises? Oh, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about yeah, Violent like Night. Like they could trim it down. Oh, like, no, no, no. No, I'm on. Dude. Wake up, pal. The bus has started moving. I'm no, on another movie here. No, I'm talking about, about Dark Knight Rises. Night. No. no. I feel but, like they've made all Batman movies a little long, don't you think? 
Oh yeah, especially the last one, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a little too long. That and I love what is his name, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Is that his name? I think so. I, think I, I so, yeah. he, he kind of played. He was supposed to be Robin, but we never really got to see him as Robin. They could have, yeah. Cut. And he's a great actor, actually. He's a good I actor. He's very good. They could have cut out his whole thing there because it just wasted time. There was no real payoff because he really he's at the end. He's in the back cave. I guess they were assuming that they were might do a spinoff with him that they never did, but they just didn't need that character in there. It just dragged the picture. Uh, you know, he's a good actor and he was fine in the role, but it just I, I like the whole story with Batman and Catwoman and how Bane figures out that he's Bruce Wayne, like in the comic books and how he's they have the twist where he thinks that Bane is the child that's in the pit and it's actually Talia Roger Gould's daughter some good things in there but yeah uh, so many people were just so stupid they were like let's send I just keep thinking of it in terms of New York like let's send every single cop there is in the city into the sewer (laughs) Like leave no one on the streets, no one in the precinct house. Everybody's got to go into the sewer, and there's only I'm one entrance right. or exit. It's like it was like I so mean, moronic. Let's, let's look at reality, Jack. It kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see things like that just ruin that well, before me. I tried to focus on it too, so I put the subtitles on, so I, you know, read more of them. You know, sometimes I'll be watching a movie. And I'll be looking at the action where I'm not, li- you know, listening to what they're saying or, I'll, you know, I'm just not paying attention. So I was like, if I have those subtitles on, I'll focus more. So I learned after seeing this probably about four or five times. So they mixed explosives with the concrete. And that's why all of the, the bridges and, you know, the tunnels that were in it exploded. That doesn't make any sense in the football field and everything. Uh, I'm sorry, but none of that stuff made any sense. It's probably good that I didn't know about that, you know, for years. Um, but it's just, just it's sad because Christopher Nolan is just a, such a great director and a writer. Um, but it's, I still enjoy it. There were, there were things about it I enjoyed. I was able to let myself just suspend disbelief over a certain amount of things. Um, now, you see, and- here's the thing. I because of the previous movies and the realistic approach that Nolan took with Batman in the first two movies, I couldn't let go of that in the third one. Well, what was supernatural in the third one? No, no, not supernatural. Like it was, it was a more realistic Batman that we saw in. I know, uh, yeah, but but are you saying that the third one didn't follow that? path that he had i don't think so i think the third one went just a little a little bonkers you know that the way people act and what people do it it just seemed it it, that's where the that's where i couldn't turn turn my head off because i enjoyed the first two so much and this one, it's like, wait a second, you know, uh, Bane destroys the stock market. No, if things went that yeah, bad, they turn everything off and say, come on tomorrow, guys, we've got to fix it. You know? Yeah. You, I mean, again, that's another suspended disbelief because it, he would, he would just, never lose all of his money 
over a transaction like that because number one, they had it where the stock market was taken hostage. So they, yeah, again, they would have stopped all trades at that point. Right. And they would have said, well, if Bruce made these trades on the day of the stock market where it was being brought hostage and he says he didn't make it, he probably didn't make it. So we're not going to take all of his money. We're not going to sell all of his furniture, you know, and all yeah, that. It's, I, it's like I said, because it, because it took such a serious approach to Batman in the first two movies, this just seemed inane to me. You know, it really did. And I, I couldn't enjoy it as much as, I enjoyed uh, Tom Hardy, you know, chewing the scenery yeah, to yeah. bits, you know. Oh, I've seen you come into the, the, the sewers. The bat doesn't go on the sewers. It flies in the sky. You're in the dirt with me now. <laughs> you know, like, Jesus. I can't do the voice, but I love that Bane voice. I, I love the video of Bane Cat on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they have this cat who's terrorizing its owner and it speaks like Bane and it's hysterical, Fedra. All right, I gotta see that. That one, that one, watch. Forget about Tales of the Jedi. Go watch Bane Cat. Yeah, it's short, too. <laughs> have um, you seen this kid, Max, who imitates Batman? No. Oh, I like that. Uh, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send it to you guys. He's great. This kid, he's probably like nine. And him and his mom made these videos of him as Batman, and it's so great. I'll check that. But another movie. So after that, I, I watched The Hobbit. I watched. Uh, oh, nice. What, what is it with the first one? Um, the Hobbit scene. An, an unexpected journey, you know? Yes. And I, I apply the same rules to it. This is not really a, you know, a complete, accurate retelling of The Hobbit. This is a reimagining of it. And I enjoy it so much more because it's like my biggest problem is I didn't read the books, but I, I watched the animated Hobbit so many times when I was a kid and I loved it. And to me, all of the dwarves should be old. They should be fat. They should be short and they should be ugly, you know, and that wasn't the case in Peter Jackson's Hobbit. And scared. Yeah. yeah and yeah, they shouldn't have been warriors, but I'm like, well, let's just say, suppose for the sake of argument, yeah, let's just make it, it's it's an Elseworlds Hobbit tale, you know, where they're warriors now. One of them is good looking so he can fall in love with, you know, some elf and all that crap. But the, the biggest crime with that, you know, with that series is just, it should have been two movies. But Peter Jackson was just so, he became Lucas, where he it should have been one movie. It should, yeah, I get a one two and a half hour movie, yeah. and it would have been fine. Rankin Bass did better in not in yep. less than ninety minutes than uh, yeah, Peter I, Jackson I did in nine hours. And also, like my my biggest problem with these movies is he must have been playing too many video games because there's so many scenes where it's right out of a video game, like Super Mario or something, like when they're escaping the uh, the the uh, the goblins, uh, you know, in the caves and all that, like a ladder will fall and they'll all cross on the ladder. And then the very last one that steps off, the ladder flips, hits, hits like a goblin in the head and like 20 of them go flying off the cliff. It, it's just... 
over and over you see that same thing when they battle the orcs when they battle the spiders it's just and the barrels when they're in the barrels in the water it's just a big video game thing it's got no originality like you know the original one like the the fellowship of the ring when they were in the mines of moria and uh, they were trying to escape the uh, the belloc uh, and they're running and then all of a sudden the bridge starts to collapse and a couple of them get over but then it's harder for the you know a couple of them to, to get there there's suspense there you know but if this was jackson doing this around the hobbit time the bridge just would have felt together perfectly it's it just really it, it pisses me off to see how a director just sinks gets worse and and you kind of wonder if if it was really him that did all the work or if it was people behind him that never got the credit you know similar like the matrix where the first one was awesome and then the other two were really not awesome <laughs> and uh and even i've been saying this too spielberg he hasn't made a good movie in 20 years, I would no, say. The Fableman is supposed to be very good. I don't want to see that. I mean, first I, of all, I kind of want to see that. I, well, for, I, I don't like him anymore. But how, why would you make a movie about yourself? You know, uh, this is a movie that someone should make after he dies. Or, Amen. I agree completely. Yeah. Thank you, Fedra. Okay. It's a it's a big ego trip in my opinion. Look it at me. Indeed. Let yeah. me tell you my story. It's like, oh yeah, that's quaint. You know, you get to actually pick the parts. You know, maybe, you know, other person from another perspective, they'll show a different side of you that maybe you don't want other people to see. But that is the real you. You should encompass all of you. And instead, you know, he's focusing on his childhood and teenage years, his quote unquote golden years. It's like yeah, that's easy to make anyone look great, but that's not the point. The point is mm-hmm. storytelling. Well, plus Sorry to be harsh, but I, I agree with you. I, I don't. I mean, I I love Steven Spielberg's film, but he's still a man, and he's not perfect. Nobody is. He's made great movies. Like Jaws is unbelievable, and uh, ET, and you know the Raiders are are fun. I'm not going to say that they're they're amazing. I mean, but they're fun action movies. Um. I thought the first one was amazing. It's a oh, great yeah. franchise, though. It it's a great a franchise. Bread. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just... A, a, uh, I don't I, know. I'm I, just worried Fedra's going to take him to lunch, and we all know how that ends. No, yeah, it's nope. true. Not Steven Spielberg. Keanu, though. I'm, I'm ready for Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of... So, I, I know he wants... I'm sure he'll be nominated for an Oscar, which... And if he wins, he won't deserve it. I, you know, even though I don't see the movie, um, but I saw that uh, Angela Bassett won at the Golden Globes for Best oh Actress. Oh boy, yeah! And, and do you know what category she was in? Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. That's how they defined the Black Panther. No, because they wanted to give the award to Kate Blanchett. Guitar, which she should win because I saw that over the weekend. It's not a great movie. Yeah. It's a great performance. And so they didn't want to put her against Kate Blanchett because they knew she wasn't going to win. So they put her in a category where she could win, you know, but no way in Aww. hell was Black Panther a musical or comedy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get where they get those categories sometimes. But Disney is touting. It's like 
you know, uh, Angela Bassett wins Best Actress. They don't say what category, you know, at the Golden Globes, you know, for Black Panther. And it's like, she's just the, the greatest actress ever. It's like, no, she was okay. Well, I, I like Angela Bassett. I, think I do she's too. Good. She's, she's she, I mean, again, I loved her and what love's got to do with it. She should have won the Oscar back then. I don't yes. know. You know, and she's done a lot of good roles too, but she's okay in this movie. I wouldn't nominate her. I wouldn't nominate anybody in Marvel for any of their acting abilities. You know, anyway. I agree. That's why I've been so hard on the ratings. They're not Oscar winning. I agree. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's get to the main topic. We'll try to rush through this, but again, we won't do everything together. Um, Let's just do, <laughs> we'll do DC and Marvel MCU next week. We'll do for now, we'll do Fox and we'll do Sony. All right. Just the movies there. So starting with X-Men, which was basically the, the first one to come back, like after the dreadful Batman and Robin. Um, do you think that that properly represents the X-Men character? Or is there anyone in that movie that does the comic book character justice? Um, <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. I disagree with you completely. First really? All, you don't? I think he was a great Professor X. Hey, but he's the but Professor X is not British. That doesn't. Yes, it does. Okay. But it doesn't That's matter. The, the British or not. But he had the. Stoicism. I, you know what? It never, <laughs> it never struck me that Professor X is stoic. It struck me as. He is restrained because as as the world's most powerful telepath, he's it took him a long time to learn how to keep that everybody's thoughts from rushing in. So he has to keep everything blocked out. So he's really a picture of restraint. It comes out as stoic and he's a hard ass sometimes, but. It's really because he's getting bombarded with everybody's around him, their thoughts, their emotions constantly. Can you imagine the noise that must be in your head? Yeah, but after a bunch of practice, like Superman, I, Superman I had to go through the same you thing. Practice your way out of. Uh, well, and you started at a young age. He's not a Superman. No, but I'm. You know, if you have to live with that for every day of your life. And how old is he in the comics? He, he's got to be about 60, you know, like when they, when he first comes on board, maybe mid fifties, it's a long time of trying to take all the, you know, practice. Yeah, taking it, it is, but I don't think it's something that people get over, but like I said, I think Patrick Stewart did that very well. You know, that maybe it comes across a bit like professor X has, you know, He's trying to be patient, and that that does come across as he is the older, wiser guy with these. Well, they call him the professor. Yeah, he's a yeah teacher. with these kids, you know. But he still does show that he does genuinely care for them. I think Patrick Stewart did a very good job at balancing all that. That yeah, he had to be rough with them, but you know, 
at the end of the day, he really did care for them. And the same way Ian McKellen, I think, I think he became, he did a good job as the older soft. Oh no, we've lost Joe. I've, I've actually made Joe run away. Where is he? We still somehow recording? Still, yeah, somehow I see it still recording. Yeah, I don't know what happened with him. Um, so anyway, well, like that's my take on Professor X. Um, what about Magneto? Well, the thing is, Magneto, when he first came out, he truly was, you know, the crazy villain. You know, and they added a lot of stuff over the years, his backstory, and tried to make him a little bit more understandable. But he was supposed, he, when he first came out, he was a kill all humans, you know. Yep. You know, his henchman was the toad. Like, you know, it's not like he had, you know, a super powered group with him right away. No, he got this little scrawny guy that he could push around and abuse, you know, like uh, Dr. Frankenstein with Igor or something, you know, that mm -hmm. was Magneto. But over the years, they started adding in all these different stories and stuff where eventually he became so relatable that they pretty much turned him into a good guy. He was he was an ally to the X-Men, you know, so. Ian McKellen, yeah, that, that, I think that did didn't a make great sense job. to me. Huh? That didn't make sense to me. You know, I preferred to have that kind of cross between Professor X and Magneto because it really shined both points of view. Not that I want them to be against each other, but they had both, you know, valid points. I could see Magneto's side and I could see Professor X. Um, besides Professor X, I think the only other character that was really legit was Wolverine. I feel like based on how the actor portrayed him, I think he did, you know, the best that he could. Because, I mean, everyone else, it's like, depending on the actor or actress, it was a hit or a miss. And, but I'm also yeah, very picky about X-Men. I feel like none of the movies really emulated the comics. And I agree with you highly about Phoenix. They've never been able to really put down Phoenix in a very, you know, cool and sci-fi and alien way. They just, they just dragged it out and made it so dramatic than it needs to be. And it really like upsets me because Gene is like, my second favorite, my ultimate favorite is Rogue. I really wish that they would do an origin movie of just Rogue. I would be there with bells on, <laughs> you know, well, and if the they can get. Oh, go ahead. Well, the thing is with Rogue, I mean, she originally, you know, she was adopted by Mystique. Yeah. And she was a villain at first. Yeah, I know. You know, and, you know, she turn to the side of good um but like yeah rogue, rogue is very cool she she's a good she's a good character unfortunately now it's like they have her so wrapped up with uh gambit who is a character i can't stand that you know i've lost touch with what rogue does in the comics anymore because of gambit so 
but yeah, no, she she was very cool for for a long time. And I like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence. She did her best as Mystique. I thought she really played it very well as far as showing the sinister side of her, the way that she can manipulate, you know, show how powerful she really is. And also, you know, she was, you know, at some point, you know, the right hand of Magneto. I mean, together they were very powerful. Yeah. But I mean, in the comics, the two of them really had their own things going. Was she with the Sinister? Those No, Mystique Mystique was kind of on her own. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. Magneto may have started the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, but Mystique took it over and, you know, even like talked the government into making them Freedom Force, you know, where the government was sicking the brotherhood of evil mutants on like anyone like <laughs> they sent them after the Hulk one time and that, that didn't go too well for them. <laughs> you know, that would be cool. That would be a cool movie right there. Or no, even just I mean, the I remember I, they had a very interesting, Peter David always did some weird stuff where he had a very good way to like use the blobs power against him. You know, that he was, he always used to boast, like, nothing can move the blob. So the Hulk was like, I, I'm not trying to, it's like, no, I want you to stay where you are. He's like, what do you mean? And like, the Hulk does the old pinch an inch. And he starts pulling, stretching the blob's fat out. And the blob is screaming bloody murder. Oh, my know, God. Because he's like, that, that hurts. You know, so. You know, the Hulk's like, no, keep standing there. I'm just going to keep stretching you out, you know. And eventually, eventually the blob turns his power off and he like slingshots because he's been stretched so far. I mean, it was really, you know, and then the rest of them were like, you know, uh, okay, maybe going at Hulk. You got it. Go ahead. You're sorry. Go away. (laughs) I mean, speaking of Angela Bassett, I think she would make a great. You know, wait a minute. Storm. Do you guys know I was missing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. I don't think it was recording. Oh, that's too bad. But we no, kept going. It, the little recording light has been saying it. We they've been recording us. It switched uh, Fedra to host. But what do you guys? Uh, you guys weren't even worried about me. Like I might have got struck by lightning. I mean, you didn't even text me. Are you okay, Joe? I can't text you. Why not? I saw oh, the text. You said that room. you. You said that you were coming, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right, just so didn't want to have dead air, you know, because it's just yeah, exactly. like it's recording. Anyway, I don't I don't think it, it might have recorded. I'll check, but it's going to be two different recordings, uh, you know, like it's split. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, we liked so, X-Men. <laughs> you, you liked it or you didn't? We liked it. I know we liked it, but I'm just saying, were, were they really comic book accurate, any of them? Uh, um, I, I will go my pick. Really. I will say Magneto a little, you know. And later, we talked about that too. A later Magneto. Uh, oh, yeah. You mean, wait, the- Magneto went for years was always like your your classic, you know, ha 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 villain. But over the years, Chris Claremont gave him like so much backstory and kind of made him, you know. Uh, a, a understandable villain. 
you know, the gentler, softer sides of Magneto. And, um, you know, I think Ian McKellen did a great job with that. But mm. when Magneto started out, he, he was just your classic, you know, comic book bad guy with magnet powers. You know, but eventually he turned into a, a nearly totally different character. Yeah, and Wolverine, I love you, Jackman as Wolverine, but he's not like the comic book Wolverine. He's got the attitude, I would say, but I think Wolverine's comic book and uh, attitude in the comics are, is probably worse. You know, he's less... Uh, it, it, it's harder to get along with Wolverine in the comics, I would say. Yeah, I, I agree that they should push the envelope, but also, I mean, if this is connected with Disney, they're not going to do that. But I, I do agree with that. He should be harder, but I think he's the best one so far to portray Wolverine. I really can't well, see anyone like else doing one. it. <laughs> well, he's, yeah, yeah. he's basically the only one. Um, well, you know, I, I, we're not going to put animated stuff in this, but uh, X, you know, the Fox X-Men, that was a pretty good. I would say Wolverine. I would say now that Professor X to me was more like the Professor X that I imagined we would see. Not idiot Patrick Stewart. Sorry, I don't like him. All right. You don't like him. <laughs> I mean, and they should have retired that guy. Uh, he was horrible in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And he's just sad in Picard. It's like sometimes you just need to put a horse <laughs> out. Was it a bad, a bad series? What do you mean? Uh, he's just too old <laughs> to be playing Picard. Yeah, but he, he's playing an old Picard. It's not like they're trying to pass him off as, you know, Picard from 20 years ago. Yeah, he's but he, Picard at the end of his life, tired, beat up, worn out. I don't know. Maybe I just don't like him. <laughs> I think it's just you don't like him. Yeah. You can't appreciate him because you just don't like the guy. True, true, true. So we had two Fantastic Four movies. I'm not going to count that one that was made in the 80s that barely nobody saw. Is that Roger Corman's X-Men? I mean, well, Fantastic Four. Um, right. But the, we had the one with Jessica Alba, and then we had the one with... Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, did any of those kind of were comic book accurate? Any of those characters? Um, you know what? The, the the Fantastic Four, the first movie was, I think, kind of comic book accurate, except for Doctor Doom. Um, no, no it, I'm talking about the characters, though. Well, no, I mean, the feel of it, of, you know, Fantastic Four is fun. It's not dark. Um, where I think, I just think if they had gotten Doom better, that yeah. you needed, you, you need a good villain in a superhero movie. Because if they don't have anyone good to go against, it, you, you're just going to get a lackluster movie. And as I've said numerous times, you know, Dr. Doom does not shoot a missile at a building. 
he launches that building up into space and mm. lets it explode. That's what Dr. Doom does. Dr. Doom, you know, doesn't rob a bank. Dr. Doom doesn't complain because the board of directors took over his company. That's not Dr. Doom, you know. And, and going like, back to what I said about Professor X, the accent, he shouldn't be having an American accent. I'm not even talking the accent. I am. That's important I, to me. I, I'm, I'm talking about authenticity. That's what I'm trying to push. You know, like well, how who do you is, know he doesn't speak in a in an English accent in the comics? Because he's from Lavaria, or you know. Oh, oh, you mean Doom? I thought you were yeah. a professor. No, uh, he should have had an accent, but you know, you could give him a slight European accent. He didn't have that either. But I know he didn't have that. But like I said, just the whole character was lackluster, and if no matter. You have to have a good villain to let the superheroes have their moment to shine. And because Doom was so lackluster, the Fantastic Four didn't have much of a real fight. You're, you were limited on what they could do because your villain wasn't really doing anything all that dastardly. I don't know. But the 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 interactions between the fantastic four in those movies was very close to what it should be in the from the comics it's just they didn't have anything to do and then the second one with the silver surfer you know i think that one they turned them all into too much of a joke anyway because fox thought for superhero movies you always need to have a dance scene or in them or something well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like I said, I'm looking for authenticity. I'm looking for look. I'm looking for mannerisms. I'm looking for attitude. And yeah, Chris Evans made a great Johnny Storm. Not looks wise. Well, Johnny no, Storm has got bleach blonde hair in the comics. No, he's just blonde. He's not bleach blonde. Hey, he's blonde. You, I mean, especially his sister are both ones, blonde. They are both blonde. Yeah. And you take out your yellow crayon if you're coloring their hair in a comic book. He had his attitude, I would say. Uh, maybe a little bit. And Mike, Michael Chitlis did a good job, I think, is the thing. Uh, and Jessica Alba, I thought she did fine as Sue Storm in the first one. But they I, turned her into some weird zombie woman or something in the second one. You know, they gave her like, they white faced her. They gave her the worst contact lenses ever. You know, that she, you took a beautiful girl like Jessica Alba and actually made her kind of creepy looking. Yeah, they tried, well, they did try to make her too white. Yeah, you know. I mean, she, I thought she looked great in the first one. She did look good in the first one. You know, but the second one, she looked creepy. And, and how, do you, how do you do that? You have a beautiful woman like that and you make her look old. Weird and creepy. I don't know. And the Silver Surfer was the CGI was not ready yet. Yeah. But once again, twenty years ago, if they put out a Silver Surfer that looked like that now, we'd be like screaming at them. 
Yeah. But back in the day, he looked he looked pretty good. I thought. I also, Lawrence Fishburne did his voice. I never pictured a voice like that with Silver Surfer. Oh, that didn't bother me. I thought I thought I thought the Surfer was pretty good. But same thing, he had Surfer, but then Galactus became a cloud. Yeah, that was horrible. And you know they could have fixed it. All they needed to do was have you know the gloved hand come out of the the cloud and grab them, you know, and at, le- at least would give people a little bit of hope. <laughs> so Fedgers, and now, now we're up to Daredevil. Now you still haven't seen the Ben Affleck Daredevil because I know you don't like Ben Affleck. No, um, I don't. I don't think I ever will. Um, and we were only talking. Well, no, we could talk about the Marvel one too, I guess. Um, yeah, the one that was on Netflix. Uh, no, uh, the 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 She Hulk version of Daredevil is not Daredevil. The Netflix dark, bloody, mysterious, selfish, self-centered lawyer. <laughs> I mean, that's him. Like, and I I I did read the comics of Daredevil. Is he self-centered? Yeah. Heck yeah. Jack, would you say he's self-centered? He is self-centered that he doesn't take into consideration what's going to happen to the people around him. Thank you. That's exactly what I mean. He does care about other people, but at the end of the day, like... He's going to do what he wants to do, and if it screws somebody else over, oh, well. Yeah. All right, well... And that's that's okay, but that's, that's... you know, th- that's what I mean where I agree with you, Joe, on a lot of descriptions that you made of actors playing these characters. I'm really not as fixated on the look as you are. I'm more of like, are you doing the essence of that character? And if you're not, you shouldn't be playing them. If you can't grasp that, don't do it. I mean, it's why we see Ryan Reynolds, and I don't think anybody else can do Deadpool. He's got the essence of Deadpool. He's got it. And honestly, I don't, I don't know how Deadpool is supposed to look other than that costume, but he he's it for me. You know, it's, it's the same thing with, you know, Hugh Jackman doing Wolverine. He's really the best. I can't see anybody else doing it now because he really harnessed that part of the character. So that's who I see him. But it's very, it's very few and far in between. I mean, I still see Chris Evans as Captain America. So if they put anyone else, that's going to be tough for me because, you know, I, I got into, you know, Marvel and DC films late, but because I've seen it and I've seen it all the way through, you know, Infinity and Endgame, if they change that up, it's just going to feel weird. Well, we'll get to Marvel, uh, the MCU, probably next week. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, and we'll definitely discuss Captain America at that point. But you are right with Deadpool. I, I would say that he fairly is, he's a good representation of the comic book character. Uh, Jack, would you agree? Or you, I mean, I'm, neither I, one I, of us. I would say, fans. I mean, I've, I'm not a Deadpool fan. Yeah. Um, but Ryan, Ryan Reynolds... He he does capture he his voice. He has that very smart alecky 
voice of Deadpool. You know, that's just him being, you know, that's his yeah. angle. He always plays somebody like that. He's got and, a, a um, great comic timing. You know? Yeah, he does. He is very good to- comic timing. Um, what also helps is the fact, like your main complaint, Deadpool keeps his mask on all nearly all oh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> and because of that, um, and when he takes it off, they like, takes put it off back on anyway. No, but they're like, put it back on, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of a thing like, you know what? When I read Star Trek, I hear Patrick Stewart as Picard. When I read Batman, I hear Kevin Connolly as Con- Conroy, sorry, as Batman. I hear Mark Hamill as the Joker. It's the same thing. When I read Deadpool, I read Ryan Reynolds in my head. Yeah, I, I could see You know, that. that's just that's just the way he's really become synonymous with the character. I I will say getting I will agree. I'm putting so far I have Magneto and Deadpool on the list. Um and they're gonna go against everybody else. Okay. My Daredevil, none of them represent Daredevil to me. Oh, Charlie Cox does Daredevil. Uh, I still well, I'm, I'm, again, my criteria is looks, is attitude, is costume. You know, I looks looks wise, he does not look like Matt Murdock in the comics. Matt I Murdock. Th- I was, think he's got it pegged. I think he. I uh, think you he think he looks like Matt Murdock in the com. Matt Murdock in the comics was a good looking guy. I don't think Charlie Cox is really a good looking guy. Personally, I, I just don't I, think he looks I like think them. I think he has the. He's got the uh, attitude. He has he has the attitude of Matt Murdock. Maybe he he doesn't come across as you know the handsome Matt Murdock, but. A lot of a lot of times lately, Matt Murdock has been drawn kind of down and out. He's not the, you know, rich lawyer looking guy that he was in the 60s and early 70s. You know, he's kind of disheveled. But um, um, I, I think Charlie Cox is does perfect as Daredevil. And I think none of their costumes do them any justice. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the red suit. In in the Netflix series, I'm not too keen on this uh, yellow yeah, suit no. that he showed up in She Hulk with, yes. and supposedly that's what he's wearing in Born Again. Uh. <laughs> Disney is clueless. Right? No, the red suit was awesome. I think yeah. when he was he was really him when he was in the red suit. When he's in regular lawyer. I agree that he doesn't have the charisma, but to defend him, and I don't know if you've really seen the series, Joe, they really don't make him charismatic. It's really a lot of (laughs) detective work and filing cases. You know, he feels sorry for a couple of his clients, and then it's just, you know, uh... going after Kingpin. So, I mean, there really isn't a part where, you know, it's not like at She-Hulk where he has like a romantic moment. Even the even the quote unquote you know romantic moments in the Netflix series wasn't even romantic. It was really kind of sad and pathetic. I don't I don't really think it was you know love yeah, because Karen at Karen all. Page did everything she could to make it work, and he just once again life is Daredevil 
took him away from everything. No, I watched about, excuse me, a season and a half of Daredevil. Uh, and I've re- read the comics. Um, yeah, Matt Murdock, basically, he was more into not only being Daredevil, but also being a good lawyer. I, I don't think he was huge into hooking up and all that. I, I think he was just really focused on his two businesses. And um, I right. So why, so why are you set on Ben Affleck, like for having the look? Like, what's this look? No, I'm not. I'm, I, no, he doesn't look like him. Uh, ben Affleck fails with the look of him. Uh, but it's still a decent movie. The costume is not very good. It, you know, back then, Fox was putting everybody in leather for some reason, and they gave him a leather costume. Um, but there, there's still, I, I would rather watch two hours of the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie than three seasons of the Charlie Cox Daredevil Netflix series. Just because it's too much. You know, give us a small dose. And that's what they, I heard Disney's considering doing this because. Instead of like doing all these series where there's like eight to 12 episodes, maybe they'll give us mini movies, you know, going forward because that uh, werewolf by night was very successful, you know, and it was only like two hours. They didn't make it into a series and they might be going that way. I hope that's the case Um, because it's just too much, you know, Uh, too much information unless it's, it's a good series. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know how you could think the Daredevil series were not good. It's three seasons, 13 episodes, an hour they each. Were, but they were excellent story-wise, character development-wise. They were terrific. Action-wise, they were terrific. I like mean, I said, it was, the, it was dark and psychological. Was, was yeah, the fights were bloody. Yeah, but you know, it is, I guess, to a point where it gets too dark. You know, you, you can take darkness for two hours, but to take darkness for 13, uh, 26, 39 I didn't hours. Think it was dark all the time. Yeah, it seemed like it was dark. It took place in Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> which, which is filled with restaurants. Yeah, whatever. And, you know, offices and people live there, and it's very expensive <laughs> real estate. It's I, not I know. the slum. It, it's not the nicest name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Hell's Kitchen is a very small chunk of Manhattan. Who the hell named that place Hell's Kitchen? The restaurant workers. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Daredevil, I'm sorry, but you failed. No, um, no I, I disagree. Disagree. 100%. All right. Well, I'll put one him thing, on there. Any, Oh, uh, he's going to lose eventually. We'll be we, disappointed in what we've seen of Daredevil. He'll lose MC eventually. There's only going to be one winner. I should have done this for March Madness, but oh well. Um, who else? A Punisher. So who was the first Punisher? Let's see if somebody gets this right. Wasn't Hasselhoff? No, he, no was, he was Nick Fury. He was Nick Fury, yeah. Uh, first, Dolph Lundgren. Played, yes. Very impressive. Was he the first, though? He was the first Punisher. Okay. Live action Punisher. And it actually was not a bad movie, except he could have been more Punishery. <laughs> I don't even remember it. I do. I remember renting it on VHS and I was like, oh, wow, Punisher movie with uh, Ivan Drago as the Punisher with black hair. 
but he didn't have a skull on his chest, which was annoying. So, the, of course, that just takes him out of the running right there. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, I do got to get going, guys. I, I uh... All right, Fedra. Well, thanks for joining us. And, you know, Fedra has got personal training. So get a good night's sleep and kick some ass at the gym. Yeah. Yep. Definitely leg day tomorrow. <laughs> good night, <laughs> <Fine>. guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Fedra. She'll be walking slow for the rest of the week. Like, Yeah. All right. Well, have a good workout. Well, we're almost done. Um, let's see. But so, the same thing. You said Punisher. I mean, I think the guy who played Frank, Frank Castle was never more interesting to me than in season two of Daredevil. Ugh. I, I thought uh, the guy who played him did an excellent awful. job. Awful. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, so, dude. I don't like the look of that guy at all. You know, now Thomas Jane. You know, he was with the John Travolta Punisher movie. Uh, he had the skull on his chest. Again, it wasn't an authentic Punisher movie. It took place in Tampa instead of New York City, um, which was kind of cool. I did see them filming it around here. <laughs> I auditioned. That didn't bother you? <laughs> no, I auditioned for an ex- as an extra, and I didn't get a call back. <laughs> I was really pissed. Um <laughs> But I, he he looked like the character, I would say. Um, and again, the costume was okay. But he is definitely beat by Ray Stevenson. It, did you see Punisher Warzone? No, I didn't. Dude, that's the guy that was in Thor uh, uh, that played one of the Warriors 3. Um, right. I can't believe that's the same person. He looked just like the Punisher from the comic books. Uh, and he had the attitude. I am putting him on the list, even though that movie is not the greatest. It's also very underrated. It's Jigsaw is not very good in that movie, but there's so much violence in that movie. It made me grin from ear to ear when I saw that in theaters because they didn't hold back. You know, he was blowing off heads. He took on probably four different gangs. Like I think one was the Italians, one was the Irish, you know, all different races. They all met into this building and he just blew them all away. I, it's it's not the best, greatest movie, but it's the best Punisher. And he is up there. He might actually, we still have to go through a lot. Not tonight, but. I hope not. It's already. already oh, we only got two more. We only got two more, but one of them is a big one now. Um, so next one is Blade. Uh, which I really haven't, you know, I, I haven't seen the Blade movies. I'll be honest with you. Um, I saw the first one. Actually, no, I think I even saw the second one too. Um, I'm not the biggest Wesley Snipes fan. Um, it, it, he was just a little too. I I, I don't want to put this the wrong way because I don't want to sound terrible. But too cool for school. No, uh, remember how they used to make those movies in the seventies? Oh, black exploitation. What do they call them? Black exploitation or something? Yeah. Um, that's what it seemed like they were going for in the two movies I saw. I want to. I really want to watch them now. You know, I mean, I, I I don't know why I never watched like, them. 
it, it, it like it was it was it was just too much. I like Blade as a character. I think he's cool. And the whole concept of, you know, the half vampire who can walk around during the day and still hunt them at night and he's got all these power he's got the powers of the vampire without the weakness and they hate him for it and you know they're going at each other i think it's a cool character but the what the wesley snipe version of him uh, it maybe it's just because i'm not a wesley snipe fan uh i know they're supposed to relaunch blade in the mcu who knows maybe that'll be the next halloween special um that they do but i'm just not that big a fan of them so i i really don't have much opinion on how comic book accurate he is uh he probably definitely has the look but then again i i <laughs> i started reading blade in tomb of dracula when he was still running mm. around in like the 1970s jacket with fringe <laughs> Yeah, I just never was interested in Blade because of the whole vampire angle. Like I told you, I don't like vampires in Marvel or DC or anything like that. So I never really collected him. Um, I never collected Tomb of Dracula. You know, any like I know you're a fan of, of vampires and Dracula. Well, in, I'm in fan the comics. of I'm I'm fan of Dracula in the comics. Yeah, Tomb of Dracula. I think Dracula works better as a villain versus the protagonist in a series. Same way I think the Punisher actually works better as someone who Daredevil and Spider-Man have to stop than a Punisher story. Yeah, true. You know? So yeah, uh, yeah. I was much more into Werewolf by Night. I agree with you. And, and again, the, I think the biggest problem with the Punisher, he became very popular. They gave him four different comic books, I remember. And he should have only had one and he should have been used sparingly. And he should have been that character again, like what you said, like with Spider-Man or Daredevil, where they go up against him and then they realize, well, he's not that bad of a guy after all. You know, that's he's your a bad guy. <laughs> no, no, no. But after no, but he's not like, you know, Kingpin or anything like that. I mean, he's kind of like Batman. Except he kills, you know. He kills he's everybody. A, he's a vigilante. Yeah, I, that doesn't make him like but Batman he's a, at all, then. No, but Batman's a vigilante, and they think that it's like you're operating outside the law, you know. And that's what the Punisher does. But I corrected myself. I said that he does, except he kills people. Um, anyway, uh, I forgot Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, just, now you see Ghost Rider. I I was never a big fan in the comics. Me too. Uh, I did like uh, Johnny Blaze, you know, the Ghost Rider on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. uh, now he drives a car. I don't like that. <laughs> and it's it's not it's it's not the same. And it's not, but it's not Johnny Blaze either, right? No, it's not Johnny Blaze either. Um, which of course, funny Johnny Blaze, and he turns into a a skeleton with a flaming skull, you know, like <laughs> not one of the greatest naming conventions ever. No, I, I agree. I never liked Ghost Rider, but there did come a time when he became very popular because some of the characters in Marvel transcended comics and they went into like, kind of like rock culture, like Silver Surfer, like he was on uh, 
that album was it was it joe satriani i forget who it was but uh and and the punisher too there's a lot of punisher emblems all over the new york city yeah, you anyway. see them on back at trucks all the time the cops use it you know and then there was uh ghost rider ghost rider was big you know like with motorcycle clubs um they were really big fans of it. Yeah, I just never got it. Yeah, riding around on a motorcycle is pretty cool, and Ghost Rider being a, a skull and all. But he got, again, he got popular way too fast at some point. Like, in the 70s, he wasn't that popular. But I think at some point, his popularity grew. And Well, I think people liked him, you know. But, yeah, I think he's one of those characters that uh... – Got hurt by his popularity. Yeah, he was oversaturated in the market. Yeah, he went from, you know, Johnny Blaze to all of a sudden, you know, big spikes everywhere. And like, you know, again, like Wolverine, he became very popular. His popularity really didn't fade. You know, it's because people just loved him, even though. But Ghost Rider, yeah, his did. Because he, he's not the same. I remember when. Who was it? They they were they were the Fantastic Four, wasn't it? The Hulk, Ghost Rider, oh, Spider Man, yeah. and Wolverine. Spider Man, Wolverine, the Hulk, and Ghost Rider. Like, I can't imagine why these characters would ever team up together <laughs> and be the Fantastic Four. Well, they even made the joke out of it. They're like, uh, they they changed the tagline on the comic. Uh, from the world's greatest comic magazine to the world's most commercial <laughs> comic magazine. Well, that's just it. It was it was based on popularity, not on skill. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. So last one, and this is a tough one, I guess, is Spider-Man from Sony. Uh, I I have a tough time. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of those movies, and. For me, honestly, it's the costume. Mm. Oh, see, I, I can't you're get on past, my side. I can't get past the costume in those movies. Well, um, amazing too. He had a very good costume. That was very comic amazing, book accurate. Amazing, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. The costume was better. It wasn't perfect. Amazing Spider-Man Two. The costume was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, that was the most comic accurate costume we've seen for Spider-Man. Um, but the Sony movies, um, there's good stuff in them. There's bad stuff in them. Um, Toby Maguire is not my favorite Peter Parker. Um, the green goblin suit was horrible. William Defoe did better without the armor in <laughs> no way home. I thought. Yeah, that's right. We could pick villains. That's true. I forget yeah, about because, that. Because, you know, he, he, let's face it, William Defoe can make a crazy face. <laughs> so you got to see the Green Goblin craziness in his in his expressions, um, which you can't do with a big metal mask on. How about Doc Ock? Doc Ock. Doc Ock was very good. Very good. He, he was probably the best villain out of those movies. But was he like the character in the comics, though? He, he looked like him. He looked like him. Um, but I don't think he was. He had the personality. He was. A no, little more... I don't think the, the personality in the movies was caused by 
you know, the AI in the arm. No, no, I'm talking about Dr. Octavius, like before he had that. um, Well, that's just it. In the comics, you know, it was him. You know, he was Doc, Dr. Otto Octavius was a brilliant, but a petty, jealous, greedy man. And when he got the arms, you know, he became, he was still the same person after he got the arms, I believe. Mm. Maybe I, I'm wrong from somewhere that the accident messed him up, but um, he he was a villain because, you know, he got these arms stuck on him. He was pissed off and decided to punish the world for a situation. That's Dr. That's. That's Otto Octavius that, you know, they've made that point. Like, even when uh, he didn't have the arms on him anymore, he was still the same little crap person. Yeah. You know, who just a mean, a mean little guy. Yeah. And, like uh, um, Alfred Molina in Spider-Man. Al Molina too. did a great job as him. But he was he was too nice to Peter in the beginning. Well, this this is it. You know, for that, they made it that the arms were doing that to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he was a nice guy. You know, here it is. He, he, had, he had a wife. He took Peter in, explained everything because he saw in Peter a kindred spirit for science. You know, he was a nice guy. And then at the end, once whatever happened, the chips got fried or something that you know, yeah. he destroyed the machine before it could destroy New York because he got his wits back, uh, back in order. You know, it, it's a, it's a different kind of Dr. Octopus, but I still think Al Molina was the best villain in those Sony movies. He was, but like I said, my point is, I don't think he represented the character properly. Uh, at times he did, but I, I still had, I have problems with them. I think he should have been a little more nastier um, overall. Uh, but getting to the other Sinister Six or Sinister Five that were in No Way Home, I don't think any of them. I mean, Sandman, yeah, he's got the look, but I think he was too friendly, you know, in the movies. Well, that's, you know, Sam Sam Raimi made him a sympathetic character. The, the Sandman... In the comics, eventually it did introduce some of that stuff where he had a kid and things. But he was still still a, a thug. Yeah, he's still a villain. You know, yeah. he's you know he he's not the one that has the grand schemes of taking over the world, but he's still a guy who will go and rob a bank just for the money. You know, the sandman is you know, he he's your street thug, you know, and uh he definitely they had him in Spider-Man 3 looked apart. Mm. I mean, oh my gosh, that that was yeah, sure. <laughs> that was him coming right off the page. Yeah. Um, No Way Home, I like how they made him more sandy. Um, but that shows, you know, the leap forward in effects. But um, like I said, the Sandman was pretty cool, but like I said, he became a little too sympathetic and like, I can't see Spider-Man, you know, letting him go. Yeah. 
I, I just don't see that. You know, Spider-Man still is like, well, you know what? You, you, you've done some terrible things. You've got to turn yourself in, not say, I forgive you and let some walk off the building, you know? Yeah. He should, he should have thrown a web can, a web contain, you know, got him mixed up and got web in him or something and like got him all sticky where he couldn't get away. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say very little about this character, Venom. They never got Venom right. I'm just going to say that much. No, uh, they waste, they wasted the Venom character. You look wise, attitude wise, Eddie Brock. They don't know what the hell they're doing with Venom. Um, Vulture, Michael Keaton's Vulture. Uh, they, uh, you're going to MCU lands. No, we're doing Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man was doing Sony. Okay, well, now you see, I think the MCU version uh, was more interesting than the... Ex than the... Uh, comic book. Comic book version. Exactly, yeah. Comic they improved version, the you know, character. I didn't like his costume, but I I liked the character. Yeah, I liked what they did with him because they made him a lot more interesting. Same thing. The Vulture is just an old guy who's looking to score some money. You know, yeah. will swoop down and grab a bag from somebody in the Diamond District and fly away. Once again, not taking over the world, just wanting to make a score to get some cash. You know, that's that's the Vulture, but in the MCU they turned him into a very interesting character. It was a yeah, nice angle. Yeah. It was better than I thought it was going to be. And they made him very, they made him very nice and they made him very dark when he threatened to kill Peter and everybody that he loved, you know, that was oh, a, yeah. a, a very great performance by Michael Keaton. That, that scene, that scene in the car where you just see him, he goes from, you know, the dad to a truly menacing persona in the flip of a couple of seconds. I mean, Michael Keaton did a fantastic job. I would love to see him back as the vulture somewhere again. You know? Yeah. He's you know, in. Uh, so we'll see. He didn't mention this guy either. He was in Morbius. Um, but. Yeah, Morbius, we won't talk about him either. Um, uh, Mysterio. Mysterio also. Mysterio was a failed Hollywood special effects man. And the same thing. He wanted he wanted some fame. So he his first appearance, he made a big spectacle of showing up to, you know, defeat Spider-Man at J. Jonah Jameson's request. You know, he was looking for some fame. Um, but after that, Mysterio was just looking to make some money. Same thing. Street level thug. Um, a smart one, very talented one. But once again, he's a thug. He's not the kingpin. Uh, his costume was awesome in that movie. What's hey. that? His costume was awesome in that movie. His co his costume was very good. I I like the angle they did with uh, Mysterio in the MCU or the Sony U. Yeah, uh, they made him much more interesting than I would have thought. 
Because if they, yeah. you know what, honestly, if they stuck with the comic book model of him, I don't think he could have been the main villain for a full movie. And yeah, I think they did such a great job, you know, in those Spider-Man movies by improving the villains. The villains were the stars of those movies, uh, the first two anyway. And I think what they should have done. It still goes back to you have to have a good villain in a superhero movie to set up a good conflict. And I think that's the problem that happens with a lot of these movies. You might have a great cast. But you got to give them something to work with. And it's a sin, you know, like in No Way Home. I think what they should have done is they should have had two villains from each series that, that would make the Sinister Six. And they could have had Vulture and Mysterio from Tom Holland's Spider-Man series, even though Mysterio is supposed to be dead. Probably not really dead, you know. He's faked his death a number yeah. of times in the comics. And all he's asking is he's asking AI, is he really dead? And they confirmed that he could have programmed the AI to say something like that, put that in the program. If someone asks me if I'm alive or dead, just say I'm dead. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice to see at least two good villains because I, I really don't like that movie. You know, uh, I think the villains are there's some were better than others, but a lot of them were very crappy. Um, anyway, uh, but I will say there, there's Tom Holland, there's Tobey Maguire, and then there's Andrew Garfield. I am going to go with Andrew Garfield because I love his costume and amazing too. He keeps his mask on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he does. He's a little too cool for school sometimes. But I still like him. I, I think he does humor well too. So I'm gonna put him down for Spider-Man. Even though I mean Tom Holland is a good, very young Spider-Man. Um but well, I just the the only thing with Andrew Garfield, I Spider-Man cracks jokes, but I thought the humor from him was a little a little bit mean for Spider-Man. You know, uh, that that's my thing with him. Plus, plus the other bit was the romance with Gwen Stacy was good in the first one. Uh, the second one of the whole, oh, we need to talk and then playing shy. Oh, we need to talk. Oh, I'm, go- I'm shy again. I don't know how to say it. that got so annoying in Amazing Spider-Man. Too. Yeah, it's true. You know what? I'm going to take them off now, not because of what you said, but that does make sense. I'm going to take them off because his origin was BS, you know, that he went into Oscorp's Oh, yeah, and the whole labs, thing with his dad experimenting on him and injecting him with some spider serum. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, yeah, that, like I said, they introduced certain things in the second one that didn't make much sense. I don't know. It, it it got away from a very simple origin, you know, of the radioactive spider and tried to add a whole bunch of stuff into it. So, yeah, you know. But like I said, the best costume of all the Spider-Man shows was an amazing Spider-Man 2. Yep. Agreed. Although I, I do love uh, 
Tom Holland's costume in Homecoming, like the the Tony Stark one. I, th- I think that's a pretty good one. But the eyes move. Oh yeah, know, like Deadpool. Hey, hey. J- J- talking to dog. Sorry, <laughs> but we're about done. Anyway, so what I have on the list, I have Magneto, Deadpool, Daredevil, and Punisher. Uh, I'm gonna keep them, and they're gonna go after the guys from the MCU and DC next week. Okay. Uh, this really should have been in March it's, Madness. It's, it's uh, not March Madness. Madness. It's uh, February fights. That's it. Yeah. Because January. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but we'll but we'll be probably doing this into the final. No, we're doing it next week. February. We're no, we're doing it next week. We're finishing it. I don't think uh, we're going to finish it next yes, week. Yes, we will. Well, nah, we'll see. Once we right. MCU, there's too many movies. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, DC and MCU, it's a lot. You're right. Yeah, like I said, it'll be the finals in February finals. Oh, well. My stupidity. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, you can always send your comments, complaints, your general love to jack m at wdwnt.com and you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on facebook if you guys do send me a friend request on facebook um try to just say that you know me from nerd alert because i've been getting like a ton of friend requests but i think they're all bogus <laughs> you know uh it looks like you mean hot girls really don't want to meet you? That's not true. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Look at the friends. If you guys want to see some hot girls, go go onto my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you know, usually when I accept their friend, I look to see if the, I have any mutual friends, you know, because like I've never heard of them, and I've noticed that. Uh, you know, recently I've been getting friend requests from people that are mutual friends with a lot of the staff from WDWNT, and I'm like, okay, so they know them, they, they're probably legitimate, they have pictures of Disney, but I'm starting to think that one person pulled this all, and then somebody saw, like, maybe Tom's name, and I said, well, Tom's a friend, and because I've been getting, like, maybe three or four from requests every day and they're from the Philippines they're from Asia and like they just started becoming it's like there's no pictures of them on Facebook except for one there's no history of them so yeah just just mention that you listen to Nerd Alert and that I'm your favorite on Nerd Alert (laughs) (laughs) anyway um yeah, and check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 2. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all. Be good to each other.